Thanks for listening. This is Brian Hurley from Business Performance Improvement. The podcast Lean Six Sigma Bursts are short lessons, comments, Q&A, and insights. If you have a question, send your question through the Anchor app, and we might feature you on a future episode. Or contact me at biz-pi.com. I wanted to talk to you about a certification program that I worked on when I was at Rockwell Collins. We had two different programs. We had a lean certification that was established first. And then when I joined the company in 1999, started to work more towards a Six Sigma certification and get that set up, which is the standard green belt, black belt certification. But as we started to merge our lean and Six Sigma efforts, we tried to figure out a way that might work best for just general process improvement. And so what we ended up coming up with for a combined effort was this um, a much more flexible option for people. So because of some of the confusion about, well, should I get a lean certification or a Six Sigma certification? Or what if I have both? What we decided was to evaluate people's skill set and their experience, and then look for gaps that would show that they don't have enough experience to hit. I think we end up sticking with our nomenclature. We used a principal certification and then a master certification for like the expert level. And so instead of saying you have to do these exact classes and these specific tools, we broadened it and to, to say, here are the 20 or 30 different skills that we think you should have. And I wish I had the list in front of me, but I don't have all that detail right now. But we would have things around change management, process mapping, and root cause analysis, and data analysis, team building, problem solving, workflow type of things like Kanban systems. We'd have others around value stream mapping exercises, uh, facilitating events like Kaizen events. Those would be the different categories we had. So again, I don't remember how many exactly we ended up with. I only know the basics of what this means. I'm really new or I've never used this tool and then like a three was like, I've, I've done this once or twice and you get in the four and five range and, and it's usually was something you've done many, many times. So for example, if one of the core skills was around uh, statistical process control or control charts, then you could say, you know, have I ever applied this? And if you, you know, one would be never, or I, I know what it is, but that's about it. Two would be, I took a class on it, but I've never applied it. Three was I did it once on a project we used it on this particular project and we made charts. Four was, I've done it a couple times, maybe three or more examples. Five was five or more times that I've applied it. You'd publish some, uh, an article about it. And like seven, I think was, you were an industry expert on the tool. So outside of the company, you were recognized for your skills in that particular area. And then what you would go through is you would rank yourself on those, all those different skills and give yourself a one to seven ranking. So in order to get the principal certification, you had to have a, a minimum score on many different categories that says, I'm aware of this, I know about it, I've taken some classes on that. But it wasn't the entire set of skills, and only a certain key ones that we thought are pretty generic that would be applicable for most improvements. And then for the other ones, you had to gain a certain number of ex- a certain amount of experience. And so your total points had to be a certain level. So you could be really, really strong in a couple key areas, or you could have broad skills. So maybe you have a lots of threes and fours, or maybe you have a couple fives and sixes, and that's making up the bulk of your points. That allowed us to have flexibility in what we were dictating people would need, because we have people from different industries and different uh, areas that they work on. 
And so if you're in software development, your skill set might be needed more on the Agile side. And you could say, well, Agile fits into these categories, and that's what really I need experience on. Other people might be working in manufacturing, and they might have more need for Six Sigma skills, or maybe they're doing a lot of change management. So that might be important to them, and they could get points for that. So the idea was that you'd have minimum knowledge on lots of different tools, the core tools, and then some experience with specific tools to get the points. And then the master level was higher requirements for what things you had to have a minimum scores on. So that, like the for the full set of tools and concepts, you had to at least be aware of what they were and have some base knowledge there. And then again, the you had to show more proficiency, more experience to get enough points to qualify. So this was a web-based system and I built the database and the inter interface for that. And what we did was when you were applying for it, you'd go through, fill out, basically it's like a survey. You'd fill out the survey and, and your scores and you put in notes to say, I did this, I've done this, this is my experience. So it's kind of like you're filling out a job application, but very specific to the skill set. For the principal level, you had to have one person who's already a master level sign off on your experience. So they could look over what you submitted and they would go in and we would have an email system that would notify people that this person applied for principal. If you know this person, go in and sign up as their reviewer. And we really wanted to partner up with mentors who already knew that person so you're not starting from scratch. So you could say, oh yeah, I, I, I've worked with that person. They definitely qualify. And it could really accelerate the review process so it wasn't starting from complete scratch, like I said. That worked really well for the principal level. And so then if, if nobody knew this person in the company, then we would have one of our core uh, center of excellence, Lean or Six Sigma practitioners go in and, and sign up as a reviewer. So we'd let we'd open it up to all the different people. And then if no one signed up after a certain amount of time, and we had built some email reminders to say, okay, it's been three days and no one's signed up for this. Can someone go in and please be their reviewer? And if not, then our group would come in and kind of fill the gaps. At the master level, what we would require is three people to sign off on their skills. So instead of just one person. So then we would have usually someone on our core team and then two other masters that were in the organization. So they have to reach out to that. And sometimes it was three people that they never worked with that would be the reviewers. Other times we'd get one or two people who were the reviewers who they were familiar with already. And again, we had reminders and emails that would go around. So sometimes that would be, I would get a notification. I said, oh yeah, I've worked with this person. I'm gonna be one of the reviewers. I look through what they submitted. I say, looks great. Or maybe they put something there and I, I'm not quite sure that that met their criteria. So I would reach out to them or email them and say, hey, you said you're a four on this, but I don't see in your notes why you would put yourself as a four. I think you're a three or I think you're a two. And we would have a email exchange or they would send some artifacts or deliverables and we could review and I could say, oh yeah, that makes sense now. I, I do agree with your four. And sometimes we even said, I think you're actually a five or a six on this. You're being too harsh on your score. You could you could actually get a little bit higher. And so what the review did was it helped balance out people who were overly exaggerating what their experience was, and also people who were under exaggerating what they actually have done. And so it's kind of a calibration there. But the nice benefit was is it helped our center of excellence group make sure we were cognizant of what was going on in the industry in the across the company. And then we had twenty thousand employees at the time, so. 
Uh, it built a good network between our group and what was going on. So we could say, oh, there sounds like some great stuff happening at this site or this location or this uh, organization. And then it also gave us a, a network into uh, those individuals to be able to say, hey, what do you need? What can our Center of Excellence group do for you? What kind of training are you doing? Is that something we can adopt and take on as a corporation and spread that out? So it was partly to try to help validate some of the resources we had or to help with our communication and networking across the company. The other thing that it did was it helped for people who are coming into the company with lots of experience that they didn't have to go through our program from scratch. We actually adopted things that they've already had in place. Like we have people that came in from Toyota. They don't have to start over and go through our lean training. That doesn't make a lot of sense. We did have them go through like some generic stuff, like here's the way we call things and here's the terminology we use. And this is about our, our system and how our program works and our history a little bit, but we didn't want to over process or extra process people through that certification. So that was some of the feedback we had gotten before is why do I have to go through all this? I've already been through it at another company. It's 95% of it's the same. And so that gave us a lot of flexibility to be able to evaluate people without strict criteria, although we did have some kind of baseline knowledge and experience that they had to have for those different levels. So there's a lot to that program, but just wanted to share that if you do have uh, a certification program that you're looking at changing up or adopt, uh, modifying a little bit for your corporation or and you want to chat about that system, um, happy to share and go into the details about how it worked. Yeah, I, I was really proud of that program because I felt we handled a couple different concerns that we were hearing from our employees about this, the rigid structure of the certification, the way it allowed for flexibility. So it wasn't saying you have to use these specific tools or you have to do Six Sigma Black Belt or, you know, you could show other ways to get credit for some of the tools if it falls under the general umbrella. And then having a system that would send reminders and, and help manage the system, we built reports and dashboards out of that as well. So we were controlling this as our process. That's what we were applying our own improvement to. Quickly, we realized that there's delays and there's uh, a lot of uh, certifications that were in WIP. And so we, as a organization, had to figure out how do we reduce our own inventory? And how do we have metrics? And what is a metric for success? And what is our goal? What are we trying to achieve with the certification? And finally, the other piece that I really liked about it is once someone got certified, then they showed up on our website as the certain certification level. And so we had a couple other things set up in there. One was you could search for experts on certain concepts or tools. So if you're looking for someone who really understands product development, you could drop down and select that and it would show you based on their scores from best scores to lowest of the certified people who you could reach out to. So you could say, I need an expert at this. Oh, this person's a five or a six on that category. Well, I know them. I'm going to reach out and talk to them and see if they can help me with this. Or I need someone who's really good at root cause analysis. Let me look under that category. Oh, here's some people who are marked as fives and sixes. And uh, here's someone of a four. They're pretty good, but they're in my building. So I'm actually going to start with them and see if they can help me. So the ability to find resources in the company with that validated skill set uh, was really helpful as well. And then the nice part was that once they're done with the certification, you don't just stop. We wanted people to be continuously improving their skill set. And so 
setting the goal of being an industry expert at that concept or tool hopefully drove people to continue to make uh, more gains on their knowledge and build up their resume and their experience on those concepts. And that would boost their score. So each, we would also have a certification review process that every year would say you have to go back and rescore. And so if you're a principal and you score high enough this year, then you can now apply for master and it would open up this for you to submit because your score is uh, acceptable enough. Or it would show you the gaps you have before you can achieve the next level. And if you're already at the master level, we didn't have anything above that. So you could go in and continue to improve your score so that you'd be more and more of an expert at those areas. So you'd say, all right, I went from a five, I think I'm actually a six now. And I can uh, update my scores. And then someone could look it over and say, yeah, that looks good. And so you just had to go back there and have, make sure your, your numbers were accurate on the system so that when people were looking for help and they pulled up your name and you were scoring high, that that was legit still. So that was another nice component of the system that was, uh, I thought, really helpful for finding the resources you need instead of trying to call around and, and look for it. You could go to the website and do a search and basically it'll pull up a list of people and hopefully one of those you connect with and they can help you out. So I hope that was useful and helpful. And uh, if, again, please reach out if you have any questions. Thanks. LeanSixSigmaDefinition.com has a list of glossary items about popular process improvement terms along with a history of Lean and Six Sigma methods and key influencers like Dr. Edward Stemming, Henry Ford, Taichi Ono, Shigeo Shingo, and many more. You can also learn how to access affordable Lean and Six Sigma training and certification. Visit LeanSixSigmaDefinition.com.